0: So once again, thanks for joining me for another episode of Coffee with Carrie, where I typically go live every Friday at 9 a.m. It might be from another place next Friday, maybe the Bahamas, maybe the Bahamas, maybe for a real tour conference like RPAC, President Circle, maybe. And I'll see if I can get Mark to go live with me bright and early in the morning. So again, thanks for joining me. Grab your coffee, grab your two coffees. And grab your new real estate agent journal. You don't have to be new to get the journal. You can just buy it because you like me. Um, and you can take notes with me every Friday. Again, I am on page one. Where you can kind of flip maybe to page. Depending on where you are. Maybe 11, 12, 13. And you can take notes. Because we're going to talk about 10 things top producers do. That you don't. Here we go. But But, you know. But let's just have a conversation first. Let's have a conversation. And thanks for those of you that are just joining. You know, what qualifies you as a top producer? Tell me in the feed, if you're watching me live, if you're listening to the replay, type those comments in the chat. If you're listening to the podcast, if you're if I do this again, tell me, what makes someone a top producer? What makes someone a top producer? Is it because they're making six figures, like 100000 Here's the truth. Um, each company, each association will have different levels or different guidelines for top producers. So, for example, I'm a member of an association that has over, I think we're over 20,000 realtors. And I'm a member, primary member of Main Street. I'm also a secondary member of Chicago. And they're like right, you know, Main Street and Chicago, probably really close to have the same number of realtor members. I'm also a member of Fox Valley. They may be somewhere around 3,500. I'm also a member of North Shore Barrington, like, and then we have Three Rivers. So every association and company, so we've got the big box brokers, uh, brokerages, shout out to all the big box brokerages. I'm a boutique. So shout out to the app properties, the compasses and the cobalt bankers. And now we've got the exits and the EXPs of the world, the RPRs of the world, the home smarts, like depending on where you are, you know, Remax, Realty Executives, John Green, like. There's so many different brokerages and top producer status will be defined by the brokerage because let's say you open up a brokerage today and you got five agents and three of the agents all do 2 million the first year because you're still trying to figure things out and train. Those are your top producers. But the truth is we watch everything on social media and we're like, yep, I want to be like that top producer. Now we can make things look great. Like we can make things look great. And I have to go rework my numbers for tomorrow's retreat because Caremark's having a retreat tomorrow. And, um, and some of, you know, I had some heavy hitters, people come in, you know, we make changes. I'm friends with all, I'm pretty, pretty, I should say, I'm either friends or I still have relationships with the agents that were with my company. Cause I do things differently. So yeah. Controls the business, like calling pool. Sh- uh, yeah. Top producers. No, no, let's see. No, uh, they know how, when, and where the next paycheck is coming from. Right. That, that kind of defines a top producer. But when we talk about top producers, some agents, they think it's volume or they think it's units. And it is. Um, and I'm going to give you my 10 things that they do that many of us don't do. But sometimes we want to be a top producer and we'll see one team. And again, I need to rework my numbers. I think Caremark Realty did about 52 million. And that's with the agents that were with the company um, in 2021. But if you go look up my numbers at agent metrics, because I didn't know what I didn't know anyone that's still with the company, when they leave, I have to put everything under either me or another agent. So I didn't know. But anyway, I digress. I got to go look up the numbers. So we did about 52 million and and I didn't sell real estate. This is why some days I think I should go sell real estate. Here's what people don't know when you're a broker owner is people think when you're a broker owner, that's where the money is. That's where you're going to be. You're going to make it. You're going to get rich. Nope. Sometimes you really still need to sell if you want to make it, if you really want to have income, especially if you're a boutique. But I started right out the gate. I didn't want to sell. Why? Because I knew if I was going to run a company, I couldn't sell to be successful. Now, there are days Now I still go out and interview sellers. I still go. um, I talk to my husband's buyers just because I'm better at the data. He's just, he's the person that should show the house. He's the one that's gonna go take care of the listing. I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna seal the deal. But I don't sell like I, sh- I could. So when I say 52 million and I was listening to Kiana and I was like, they did close to hundred million and there were like seven of them. And, and for me, we fluctuate anywhere between 30 and 40 agents. And I was like, yeah, conversation is gonna be fun tomorrow but we gotta fix some things if the agents are gonna produce. So when we talk about top producer status, and and, you know if you go look at Caremark Realty, you can go see the top producers. I had some agents that left at the beginning of the year that were top producers, but they missed out on the award because they didn't at least wait 30 days. I would have waited 30 days because I'm quick. I'm quick to get that out because I wanna get those people out because I still have to go do January's uh, data. So a top producer, I want, let's talk about this, could be that uh, an agent that sells 60 homes at $50,000 a piece. Somebody do the math. Oh, I've got a, I've got my iPod. You ever see, have you seen one of those in a while? So a top producer could be an agent that doesn't do million. Uh, you know, millions in, in volume, but a top producer could be depending on where you work. And some of you know, if you go downstate in Illinois, property values could be different depending on where you are. And sometimes there could be, it could be dis, disproportionate when you work for a certain association where you're like, I'm not getting awarded, but I'm working harder than someone, for example, that did three homes and they only did like 5 million or 6 million, right? We can even that out 2 million a piece, 6 million. So that person right out the gate is deemed a top producer because they're doing the volume. But someone that's doing the units is also considered a top producer. Um, let's see an agent that sells 5 million in volume has an income of near hundred K. Would you, some of you in the chat, if you're watching live with me, would you be satisfied with hundred thousand dollars a year? Would you be satisfied with hundred thousand dollars a year? And for those of you that have questions, feel free, to throw them in the question mark at the bottom, because I don't have my glasses on yet. <laughs> I can't see everything. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm a broker owner with six agents and I still have to sell working. Here we go. I'm putting the glasses on because I do want to say this because Nina or Nina uh, working hard to get my agents up to speed so I can focus on them instead of selling. So here, let me, and I'm just going to give some tips before I get into this. If you're a broker owner and I have uh, another good friend that's in the real estate industry, she is building a team as a brokerage. And so my 2022 goals are to build a team for my husband, because I'm like, dude, like if every agent left now, we'd be OK if every agent left because he does. He flips houses. Um, so we'd be OK. So when agents look up my husband, they're like, Mark isn't a top producer. Like he could. First of all, he could care less. He doesn't need an award. He really he says, I need to get this. Um, I don't even want to say it. This attitude starts with an F, maybe a U. I was like, that's just not who I am. He's like, here, I don't care about all the bling and the stuff. But anyway, I digress. So if you're a broker owner, how can we, what can you do to get your agents to produce? And by the way, I have a lot of agents that are dual career. So if you're dual career, I now have to figure out how to help you produce and it might be one deal a month. So again, during the retreat, I have some new motivation. Hope Mims has, has motivated me and the, in the contest might be secure the bag. The contest might be a YSL bag or the same value of whatever you want. Cause I do, we have men and women uh, that work for the company. So, so yeah, I got to figure out how to motivate them. So how could you do this? So for me, I, in 2022, we're now, I am now, I don't buy leads, but I'm doing a lot more digital marketing and I'm doing a lot more mailings because if I get the lead, I can either put it under the company team or I can give it to another agent, but the split is different. So for those of you that are either thinking about a team or owning a brokerage, we if we keep selling, it's hard to be available for the agent. So if we keep selling, how do you train the agent? If we keep selling, although Nina... I'm going to say, you still need your own team. You can be the face of the team. And then you can have other agents with your company. So that would be my tip for that. So you might sell 24 transactions in a year and only make $50,000. You know, you would be considered a top producer. However, sometimes we are, so we're looking at the limits of top producer. and, And let me tell you, I look like I should open up HomeSnap. So I was looking at an agent and I was having a conversation with an attorney yesterday. Um, We were having a conversation about as is, what does that really mean in today's market? And we were looking up one of the top producing agents in Illinois who happens to have a team of maybe eight. And they did over 640 transactions. Now, some of you just take a second, 640 transactions in a year. I'm tired thinking about it. So if you want to get to that level, you've got to do something different. But if you just wanted to do one deal a month, some of you have to change your thinking. And a lot of times, and I'll, I'll tell you some of these things at the end, a lot of times it's, it's here, it's mental. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you grew up. I don't care what who you are. You've got to change your thinking. and motivation is you, you got to have new motivation. Yeah, I'm telling you, and I, I know it was more than six hundred forty deals, and the their average or median sales price, I'm sure, was over three hundred thousand. They're not too far from me. So seriously, and if you're doing if you're doing the most, so let'm'm I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it real. When I said grab the new agent journey or journal, I, and again, it could just be, the agent journal, and I said, turn over to page one. And I put in, you know, I, I want you to do take notes in the why section. Some of you need to think about why you got into real estate. Some of you again, and I've said it before, you looked at Instagram, you, you know, you, you're you, the real estate agent that, that sold you your house, you saw their check and you were like, man, she didn't do anything. And she might not, or he might not, or they may not have, Like somebody may have helped you buy a house and you feel like they didn't do a thing. I'm going to get this money. But what you didn't know is they had some things in their back pocket that you didn't have. So um, I I think on that team, there had to be about eight. And, but I'm just gonna, and before I even get into the tips, let me just tell you, I'm gonna give you one tip that a top producer does outside of my 10 things that a top producer does that you don't they mail consistently every single month and they offer a free comparative market analysis. And then somebody, if they call the office, they build it right away if they're not using like a cloud CMA. So follow-up is huge. So, so let's, here we go. Let's do, oh, let me, let me go back. Cause I forgot to say this. Why? Some of you got into the business because you were watching someone else or again, the agent that sold you the house, you were like, yeah, really? I could do this better. And and pr- I promise you, you probably can. So now I'm going to need that screenshot. Some of you, when we get to a hundred, some, somebody take that screenshot. So you've got a regular job, you got a side hustle and you got a real, and now you got your real estate license and you're like, you're doing the most. So you can't do everything. And I have this conversation. You should have heard me talking to Mark this morning. I was like, Did you follow up with those three agents? He was like, Carrie, they didn't text me. I'm like, I don't care. I'm running a business. I I sent you an email, do this, this, and this. And I'm convinced he doesn't want to be told what to do. I hope he's not watching. (laughs) Here's the truth is in order for me to run a successful business, I'm I'm an instructor and I'm a broker owner. And I remain an instructor so I can educate my agents better. So there's strategy to this. But some of you are doing... How many jobs? And you can't focus on one thing. Some of you need to go read the book, the one thing, because if you really, really want real estate to work, now I'm a true believer in multiple streams of income, but how can you be successful at, I'm just gonna make it up, working at night at Starbucks, full-time job, selling real estate, maybe on the weekend, right? You're you're trying to write a course, you're trying to write a book, you're trying to do somebody else's social media because you need a paycheck because you won't focus on one thing. I'm just saying, if you, are, if you do have a regular job, you should go to work Monday through Friday, wherever, whatever the hours are. And during your lunch, your break, you need to hustle and do real estate. And then when you get off, you need to do real estate more. And I'm selfish and you can be mad at me if you want. Mom, married, had to pretend like I was cooking dinner at the time. And got pregnant my first year of real estate, but I promise you I didn't want to go back to work. You couldn't, I mean, I think I can outwork anyone. I, I I believe I can outwork anyone. Some of you need a motivation pill and maybe it's not a real pill. Some of you just need to work out in the morning because it gives you energy. Seriously. How bad do you want this? So listen, don't don't come to me if you are single with no kids and you can't do this. I'm I don't even know what to say. I don't want my coffee to get cold. Let me me drink my coffee while some of you marinate on that. Oh, some, yep, right. I'm down the street and up in her driveway. Listen, Velma, you have no kids. And I don't know if Sheena even joined. Sheena might still be in the bed because she gets to work and you know, she was probably up at 5 a.m. when I was texting her via Snapchat. Listen you got people can't do what top producers do and there are some top producers that have a team and they're not doing 640 deals but they work like crazy and they may have done 23 million and if you do the math or if you look at the number of houses or number of people they showed houses to or the number of offers they wrote and some of you watch these funny instagram pages and you're like yeah that's me like how bad do you want it so when we go back to the why i need some of you today to sit down and write down why you got into real estate. Look, if it's a Louis Vuitton purse, write the Louis Vuitton purse. I think it should be because you want to build wealth. I think it could be the motivation of, I want to pay off this bill, do this. Like some of you just need to write it out and tape it to the wall. Go go get some dry erase markers and write it on the mirror in your bathroom. My husband got mad at me when I did that. Yep, you can make monies or excuse, money or excuses. You can't do both. Right? preach, tell them, tell them you can make money or excuses. You can't do both. Are people going to tell you no? Yes, but you're going to do it again. Are people going to, um, are your friends going to go work with another agent and then call you for, for help? Yes, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. I shall pose for that screenshot. (laughs) Client got the house and still, and, and still living in it. Right. So, years ago I was in the labor room oh I got this this I just gotta just read out loud years ago I was in labor telling a listing agent he better damn well accept my client's offer right because first of all that you had you're at a whole new level that's a whole new motivation I can't I delivered all my kids naturally I'm sure the guys on here are like oh that was a little too much no epidural all of them so Nina 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 I'm telling you You better accept my offering because you don't work. Women work real hard and we deliver babies. I digress. All right. So here we go. 10 things top producers do and we can make them 10, 15, 20, 30. But here's 10 things they do. And I gave you an 11 right out the gate. And that was send a mailer to your neighborhood every single month. And it might just be more than 100. But if you could listen, if you can only afford 10 mailers a month, send 10. If you can afford 20 next month, send 20. I need you to get in, start mailing and ask people if they want a market analysis. Because let me tell you, if gas prices get up to $6 and interest rates are expected to go up in April, I promise you, you know, higher price, uh, I'm sorry, higher interest rate, less buying power. Lower interest rate, more buying power. Interest rates are expected to go up in April. Gas prices are expected to go up. Some of you need to figure out how to get these people to work with you and interview via Zoom because $6 an hour, I'm trying to get my husband to find a smart car for me right now. Here we go. Right, Carla? Especially in my own condo building. Some of you need to work in your own neighborhoods and I don't care if the people don't look like you, they need to know you're a real estate agent because maybe, maybe they will never hire you, but guess what? When they do start to see that you're working, someone's gonna call you. They will call you. They will call you. I told you. I had a client screaming and yelling at her husband because he didn't want to hire me because of this. But she was like, You're hiring her. So you gotta start mailing. Here we go. Number one top producer. 10 things a top producer will do that you won't. <laughs> I should I should make this a a, a a before one. They will negotiate for you while in labor. Okay, all right. Nina. I mean Nina, I'm not sure. So we're going to go with Nina because my sister's name is Mina. They will outwork you and do what you don't do. Question, are you, because this is what, this is, these are my notes. Are you single with a regular job? In my head, you should be able to outwork everyone. I told you, I have an agent, dual career, got a fiance and kids and did almost 5 million in her second year of real estate. So listen, if somebody's got to tell you what to do, I told you, you, you're going to keep that job. Some of you won't quit your jobs even though you're doing three million a year because, you, because of insurance. You don't want to know how long when I became a full-time realtor that I didn't have insurance when I got divorced. I refuse to go back to work. So number one, they will, uh, they will outwork you and do what you want. Number two, not afraid to ask for a business. Willing to talk to strangers right? They'll go to a networking event. They'll sit at the bar. I'm not saying that's the best way. Although Sheena says she gets a lot of business from the bar. Um, they they're really good with making new friends. I, you know, I get intro introvert people. I understand. I feel your pain. I will wear you out. Look at me. I'm talking for about an hour by myself. I will wear you out. Don't sit, sit next to me on the Metro. I will have a new friend on Facebook, Twitter, somewhere before we're done. They're willing to talk to people they don't know. Number four, they block time to lead generate daily. Okay, let's say they take off a day, Saturday or Sunday. Let's say they do. Maybe it's Monday, crazy Monday. They don't just focus on the current transaction. If you are someone that only focuses on the current transaction, you can't build a business. You can't. They block time to lead generate. I was in a Hootsuite uh, seminar. I'm one of the social ambassadors for NAR and they had Hootsuite talking to us And they showed a digital marketing calendar from the digital marketer, right? And they showed one that was planned and one that was all over the place. And I was like, yeah, I I go live every Friday on Instagram. I post every Wednesday on YouTube, but everything else is when I feel like it. And I was like, okay, March goal. I'm going to really be the person that I need to be. So they block time to lead generate. If you have, let me give you some tips. If you have a regular job and you know, Monday through Friday, you get lunch from 12 to one. I'm going to need you to start packing that bologna sandwich and some chips and some carrots and eat your lunch at the table. And you're going to do something to lead generate during lunch. It doesn't have to be bologna, but you get it. So I need you to do something. If you are full time, I need you to lead generate block time to lead generate and then follow up. Some of you might need to stay up later to send the pre the the email that's scheduled. So you can follow up with your clients and let them know I'm in a meeting. You know, I I focus on getting caught up every day, Monday through Friday from nine to 11. I will follow up with everyone after 12 or between 12 and two. Like you gotta lead generate. If you don't keep asking for the business, you're not building a pipeline. So someone said it at the beginning, a top producer always, they always know where the next paycheck is coming from. And they don't even have to count the money because they're always closing, right? closing in heels, closing deals, you know, I'm a realtor that likes closure. I don't think I'll ever wear that shirt, but you get it. Number five, um, I put down, are you full-time? Do you work for more than 65 hours a week? Are you a full-time agent? Do you work more than 65 hours a week? Then you should be closing 40 plus transactions a year. Shall I say that again? Are you a full-time realtor or agent? Do you work more than 65 hours a week? Then you should be closing 40 plus transactions a week. That's number five. Number six, top producers have some leverage. They really do. They probably lived in an area for a long time. And so everybody knows them, right? It's that I want to go with it where everybody knows my name. They might, so they could have some leverage uh, um, from the agents that have just moved into an area. So they may have so let's say, for example, you have someone that grew up in Glen Ellen. They became an agent at the age of 40. They were a teacher. They knew everyone. They've got some leverage. So, top producers um, have leverage because they may have lived somewhere forever. I'm telling you, I have been, I started mailing to my old community in a certain radius. No one has called me yet. I'll keep you posted. No one has called me yet. But I'm like, you know what? Everybody knew me from high school. They knew me when I was a kid. There were two of us growing up, we looked alike. I need to leverage this. Number seven, they focus on listing leads. Are you in the key to listing leads? Are you in the agent journey? I'm giving you your marketing every single month. And I said it earlier, if you don't have the pocketbooks to mail at least 100 pieces a month, send five, send 10. I need you to get in motion. Hey. You know, I don't have my glasses on, but I see. Hey, Carrie. Okay. They focus on listings. Think about it. If you own a Nordstrom or if you own a TJ Maxx or if you own Starbucks or you own a little boutique shop or, you know, in my perfect world, I want to own a consignment shop. I do. Maybe that would be kind of cool because some of you just have some bling you need to get rid of because you need to do real estate. Wouldn't it be cool if we like all owned like a, a consignment shop and then all of those coach purses upstairs. Now there's a few coach purses I'll never get rid of. I still got that duffel from the nineties. I need to break that out. I think like in my mind, like that would be my dream. But anyway, um, people that have the inventory get the money. Now you still have to do marketing. People still have to show up. We know we, there's still a sale, right? Amazon has a sale in June or July, right? Christmas in July. Cause they got to recoup what they didn't get from, you know, not just Amazon, but all the stores. Like we try to do something, In the middle of the year to get people back so you need the inventory if you have the inventory you get the paycheck right all right number eight they come from contribution they come from contribution so let me give you a good example i i'm a connector i'm a connector by trade and the agents that work with me now some of you know i you know i'm going to be that age of 51 april 8th and I'm the person, we were joking about this. We were looking at some TikTok last night. I was like, oh, that's me. You know, if I sit down, I'm staying home. Did you guys see the, com- um, the comedian? Why can't I think of his name? He said, you know, when you get our age, you get dressed, you get ready to go and you sit on the couch. I'm I'm good with staying home. I don't have to go on a yacht. I don't have to be in a bikini. I don't have to do all those things to show that I'm I'm okay, that I'm surviving. That's just not who I am. However, I had a really good conversation with Jill Daniels and she was like, Carrie, but this next generation, they need to do things. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But when I say I come from contribution, if I, I tell my agents, what do you want to do? Cause this, these are some of the questions I'm going to ask tomorrow. I probably should, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, cause some of you might want to write this down. Let me open up my stuff. Let me open up my stuff. Some of the questions I'm asking is why did you get into real estate? Is real estate what you expected? How much money did you want to make? Or do you want to make? What area of real estate do you want to focus on? Are you full-time or part-time? And are you investing in your education? So I'm going to ask some of these things. And when I say I come from contribution, if I have an agent that says, Carrie, I want to train like you. Okay, let's do it. Let's figure it out. So you can start, you know, maybe we need to build a mentorship. Maybe you need to coach another agent. Maybe I need to, you need to keep showing up and keep watching the same video. And then you get to train that loop. No, I'm not paying you, but I promise you, I'm the person that used to teach Bible study. Boy, I could break down a Bible verse in a minute. I'm the person that used to teach how to use the computer at the local church for free. I'm the person, when I used to work for Baird and Warner, if you asked me a question, I was, on, I, I was tech savvy, so I answer questions. I became the go-to person. I be, And so people would contribute to me, so I now give it back. I had someone text me this morning. I wonder if Nicole's on here. Hey, Nicole, Flawless Beauty. I just gave her a shout out. I'm trying to connect her with the Chicago Association of Realtors titans in the industry so she can be a vendor. Like I'm I'm always trying to, you know, redirect. So if you want to if you really want to do this business, I tell the agents I'm like ride my coattail. Because it took me a whole lot longer to get here than it will for you, especially if you're a minority. Let, let me say it again. Like I there are times when people call to interview me and I'm like, "Nope, I'm not the right person." you need to call somebody else and I'll tell you who to call. I get called. I get asked to be interviewed a lot. And some, I got to rethink this. There's these magazines out there like top producer magazines. And then you guys see these agents and then you see them and they post and you're like, Oh, I want to be on that magazine. You better break out your checkbook because they pay to be in that magazine. Even if they're a top producer, I can tell you and show you how to get interviewed and, and maybe be on the cover. I come from contribution. I want all of you to get there. Kimberly, I've got some ideas we need to check. Okay, so come from contribution. Give, 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 give. Some of you need to just go watch Gary V. He like gives so much content away. Give, 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 what is it? Um. You know, right, 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 jab. Like, no, it's like left hook. Like you just keep giving, 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 giving and then you grab them. I, I, you know, I can't do this forever. Do I want to pass on a legacy? Absolutely. But you have to come from contribution. And let me just say this. I know many of you end up in our DMs and you want you want a mentor, you want a coach. That's a different conversation. I promise you, I will eventually answer you. But I always say, sign up for my agent journey because it's not that expensive if, if you've been learning from me from, for a long time. And if you can't, I am going to be offering my monthly power hour for a different fee for those of you that aren't in the membership, because you're like, Carrie, I just need the one class. So it's already built out and it's coming soon. <clears throat> so givers takers, right? You there it is read that Pat says read givers and takers like people that give I mean, and let me just I'm just going to say it. good measure pressed down shaking again and running over will you will be blessed. If you give if you give I'm just telling you the Bible might say give to give to the poor. And God will bless you more than you can even handle. And I know I didn't say that verse right, but sometimes you need to figure out how you can give back. That's another one of my conversations tomorrow. So come from contribution. Number nine, they follow up. They follow up. Like I, you should see me. I tell my husband, I'm like, you need someone to manage you. I need someone to manage me, but I am constantly telling him to follow up. And I'm like, you know what? So I am now training someone to manage his clients so they can schedule the emails, but I have to train you how to think that's work, but it it, it can happen. And number 10, they focus on building relationships first. I probably should have made that the number one. They focus on building relationships. They focus on building relationships. And, And let me say it like this. That's why I told you about that book, Career Warfare. It is a book on working in business. And I get it. Like I had someone say, Carrie, I thought you didn't like me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you should have said something. Like I can I can be in a room tunnel vision all day long, but I'm not trying to be rude. Like if I'm walking past you, it's not intentional. Sometimes you just got to get to where you got to go. And I had someone say, Carrie, I just wanted to shake you. I was like, well, you should have came and talked to me because I don't ever want anyone to think that. Do we have the bandwidth to chat all day? Maybe not. But building relationships matters because now that I built a lot of relationships, if someone said, hey, Carrie, I want to do this, I'm like, oh, I got the right contact for you. Oh, you want to speak in New York? Let me help you with that. Oh, let me tell you how to fill out the application. Like you lightweight needed like three degrees to be a continuing ed instructor in New York, but it still could be done. You just had to have a lot of hours. So relationships over transactions. And then you will have more transactions. Because now when you build great relationships and you come from contribution and you follow up, top producers are huge on getting referrals because they build relationships. Like I watch my husband and if I'm like, dude, I just need you to sell because people just like you. You should have saw him this morning. He was like, Harry, I think um," he was all in himself. I was like, sometimes I think you just are too into yourself. I digress. Well, relationships will take you far. You listen I have some people I can pick up a phone and call at NAR, and they'd probably take my phone call. I have some people that I can call at Main Street, and they would take my phone call. Sometimes it's building relationships and be nice. So when you call me and you're like, Carrie, I'm doing this. Can I have $1,000? I don't have to hesitate because you're doing something. I don't have to hesitate if I have the money, right? Like sometimes we, you don't know career warfare was... You don't know who your next boss is going to be or you don't know who that next um, where that your next business is going to come from. You got to be nice. You got to build those relationships. Yeah, here we go. So here we go. I'm going to say these quickly again. So here are the 10 things top producers do that you don't do. Although I gave you a few bonuses, right? I gave you the Nina bonus, which was. You could negotiate a contract while in labor. I also said that you should be mailing to your neighborhoods and ask and telling people that you'll give them a free market analysis. It doesn't have to be a 10 page market analysis. So number one, they will outwork you and do what you don't do. They'll cold call, they'll door knock, they'll call their friends, they will keep, they will do whatever they have to do. Number two, they're not afraid to ask for the business. Number three, they are willing to talk to almost anyone. They're not afraid to talk to strangers. If that's you and you're stressed out, we got to figure that out. Number four, they block time to lead generate daily. They don't just focus on current transactions. you got to keep working on your pipeline. Number five, are you full-time and you do more than 65 hours a week? Hmm, you should be closing 40 transactions. You should be closing 40 transactions. You should, I put down a week, but I mean a month. Top producers have some leverage because they've lived somewhere probably forever. But if you're someone that has the gift of gab, that can be fixed. Number seven, they focus on listings. You got to listings, 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 listings. If you're new, don't stress. Work with your buyers. People will come back. I have someone that came back after 20 years recently. People come back. Number eight, they come from contribution. Number nine, they follow up. And number 10, they focus on building relationships first. You got to network. You got to build relationships. You got to talk to people. You got to like people. So let me say this. Top producers get credit for volumes and transactions, but not always for servicing the client well. So I would ask you, what's your why for becoming a top producer? Do you want the stuff, the cars, the perceived lifestyle, or do you want to be the best and a top producer? Because some of the things I hear from top producers are, they help me buy the house, but I'll never pick them again. So when I have an agent that says I want to market to a specific area, but there's a top producer, I'm like mail anyway, because sometimes top producers don't service their clients well. Um, Don't fall into the trap of becoming a top top producer right out of the gate. Serve your clients well and watch for the referrals. Wait for the referrals. Ask for the referrals. When you get into a transaction, say, hey, do you know of anyone that's thinking of buying or selling a house or doing exactly what you're doing? Ask, learn as you build your business. Add staff and scale when you can. Be the business um, or agent that everyone wants to hire. Like when I say, what does top producer mean to you? Do you, do, do you need to do 5 million so you can make 100,000? Do you need to do 10 million so you can make 200,000? What, what motivates you? Why did you get into the business? Is it because you want all the cool stuff? But that cool stuff might not make you happy. But it could be that you want to go on a missions trip every year for 30 days to go help someone in another country, or you want to go serve down in in an area that needs your help. Like what motivates you? Like, I'm telling you, it motivates me when I, I mean, I'm telling you, I had an agent that was was in tears when she closed her first deal. I was like, yes, it motivates me when some of you send me a DM and like, Carrie, I did it. I got my first million dollar deal. Or carry. I got my first deal. Or carry. check out my, my TikTok or my reel. Do I always have the bandwidth to look if you're in the agent journey posted in the feed so everybody else can con- um, com- comment on the post? Uh, so yeah, but it for me, there's something about when other people succeed, especially those that look like me because I know what it was like to not get a job because they didn't think I was qualified, although I had a degree, like so I know I want, I want all of you to succeed, but some of you don't know that a minority, especially a Black minority, um, the income disparities are just, it's just huge. It, I mean, the differences are, are mind-boggling. So of course, you could still be the cold caller, as I like to say, uh, next client agent, like you get a client next. But you, are you servicing that client well? Because I don't want to hear those stories from those agents or, that, or from a client that they're like, yeah, I'll never hire them again. I mean, there are times I have had great producers, great service, but they felt like they weren't getting serviced well. So sometimes if you find that you're not doing a good job, get some help and refer. So where are you in your business today? And what can you do to grow, learn, and sell real estate while you seek top producer status? So, you got to write down your whys so you know why you're in the business. And when you write down those whys, write, um, you know, put it in front of you, you know, just having it on a post it note. Some of you, I got a chalkboard over here because there's some things I need to finish. Like, you know, those are some whys. There's some things I'm going to finish in 2022 because I need to write down those whys. So, when they start to happen, You can now say, okay, this is why I became a producer or to remind you, you got into the business because you thought you could do a better job than the real estate agent, because you wanted to educate people on the benefits of home ownership. Because when you buy a house, you know, your mortgage rate doesn't go up, assuming it's not a, an arm, but you know, that rate stays the same. Now your taxes might go up and down, but you know, that if you rent, your rent payments are going to go up probably every single year. All right. So do I have any questions? If you are listening to me on the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Make your comments in the feed and join me on YouTube.